Hey guys, welcome back to Outside In. I'm Dolly, your host, and today we're chatting to Lex Fleming, photography extraordinaire and all-round legend. Our relationship is kind of threefold. She's a long-time pal, but also a client. And on top of that, she'll be photographing my wedding next year, which makes me one of her clients too. She's one of my biggest influences when it comes to running a business. Her drive and passion's like totally incredible and she's an entrepreneurial force to be reckoned with. You can check her work out on Instagram at Lex Fleming Photo and uh, I'll be writing about our chat in the blog on my website. Hello. Hello. Right, should we do a podcast then? Okay. Are you, are you ready? <laughs> You sound nervous. I'm not No, do you know what? I fucking love talking about to. Myself. I love talking about myself, so I'm all good. <laughs> well, then let's just do it. Okay. Um, I mean, I feel like the proper thing to do would be introduce yourself, say what you do for a living, what kind <laughs> of stuff you do, all of that stuff. So um, okay. now's your time to shine. Sell yourself. Okay. Um, <laughs> yeah. My name's Lex. Um, I <laughs> am a professional photographer. Uh, and I, at the minute, specialise in alternative fun weddings. What constitutes an alternative fun wedding? Um, one that's not in a church. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, no, I'm joking. Um, I think an alternative fun wedding now is um, where you pick and choose the traditions of weddings that you want to keep. Um, you make new ones. You throw really ridiculous ones in the bin. Um, and it's more about you as a couple and and creating a day that personifies you as a couple and yeah. not what you're told a wedding should look like. Okay, cool. So it really can be anything. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's handy because I've got no idea what we're doing. So <laughs> No pressure, no pressure. Yeah, no, it's cool. No, it's fine. <laughs> now I'm freaking out. God. No, um, no, it's, but it's but it's a fair. It needs to be a fair representation of like you as a couple. I think a wedding day is about bring. You know, like someone said it really nicely in a speech that I heard last year. Like this is probably going to be the only time that all your loved ones are in the same room. Um, yeah, and so it, it. Yeah, what what represents you as a couple? And like, I don't know if throw... I find that comforting or not? Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Just put a dress on, put a ring on it, and have a party. Well, that's the plan. Yeah, essentially, that's what it. Yeah. That's what it should be. Excellent. Um, how are you? How are you coping in lockdown? And how's oh, Wednesday dear. coping in lockdown? Do you know what? Right, we're doing all right. I live in this like really sleepy town yeah. in Essex. Um, I've been here two years, and I know about four people. <laughs> so the days that I'm at home. I've like purposely orchestrated this in my life so that the days that I'm home, no one bothers me and I don't go out. That's so perfect. It, I mean, it is. I'm on day 26. Yeah, same. <laughs> yeah. So I, I feel like I've pushed through the need. Like the only thing I'm really missing is like popping to B&M and popping to Home Bargains. Yeah. Um, but apart from that, like, my office is at home I still walk the dog every evening like nothing much has changed for me in terms of day-to-day but as a wedding photographer all my work's been cancelled yeah so stressful I it's stressful in that I know that this will be over I know that this pandemic is a short term it's not it's not how we're going to live our lives forever yeah. 
but I need to hustle. I need to get my hustle yes. back. Yeah. Um, and figure out how to live. <laughs> yeah. But it's I fine. Mean, it might end up actually being quite like a positive thing for you to kind of like reevaluate and like mm-hmm. kind of like start again. Like I know it seems really like big and scary, but I feel like once you figure out kind of exactly where you stand, yeah, then you can kind of just go right part A, part B, part C, and then and then just do like a full on amazing restart and live your best. Life. That's what I. One thing that I do think is going to come out of this pandemic is I think a lot of people have a lot of spare time on their hands. And I think that new projects are going to start. I think small businesses will boom next year. I think we're going to shop a lot more independently and we're going to support smaller businesses. Um, So I've already seen it in my area of all of us supporting the local butcher and the local baker. A lot of frighteners are doing that as well, which is brilliant. Yeah, so I think there's going to be some good that comes out of this. Um, It's definitely made me reevaluate like how I spend money. Yes, for sure. Um, and just how I shop, I think, and like where, definitely, like, like we're so used to, um, like shopping for our dinner like daily because I'm a person that's just right. like, oh, I fancy this for dinner tonight. So, and we pick it up on the way home, and that's actually sick. having to like have the foresight to be like, right, what are we going to eat for a week? Yep, means that we're like cooking a lot better. We're actually eating less because I'm like we can't eat all of this now because it has to last us the whole week. I know. So on that note, I bought myself a quiche last week or the mm-hmm. week before. They all yeah. sort of blur. Uh, and my dog Wednesday nicked it off the counter and ate a whole quiche. <laughs> <laughs> so it was like four dinners just gone. <laughs> so what an I'm being a lot more. Yeah. Oh, total asshole. Um, so yeah, I'm being a, a lot more methodical on how I how I move around my own space. Yeah, in fear of the <laughs> dog. Yeah. Basically. Well, I'm sure she's loving life having me around all the time. Oh, she's loving it, loving it. Oh, she's so cute. I want to smash her. I can't. I do, but I also know she's an absolute demon. So I'm like, <laughs> she. The thing is, she will. She's an absolute. This is the thing. Like, she's amazing with other people. She's great. It's just. You. It's just. The, yeah it's just the dynamic that her and I have a- a- accidentally adopted where she thinks she's my owner yeah I think yeah and I'm in her space I'm on her seat I'm in her bed I'm in her kitchen that's what it is well I feel like that with my cats generally so but they're easier <laughs> I don't to know, maybe it's just a pet thing yeah they're a lot easier to just throw off the sofa <laughs> yeah no she is dead weight <laughs> <laughs> it's fine we're we're fine I feel like we've pushed through the um like I just need to get out and we're now just like okay well this is life right now yeah so now we just live indoors we're indoors yeah now. <laughs> now we just have a dirty garden to play in yeah well Let's that's see. good that's a positive I think yes yes trying trying to think of the positives for sure yeah uh okay let's talk about some i guess tattoo related content shall we <laughs> sure sure why not um i don't, i thought i would know the answer to this but i actually don't when did you first get tattooed and how old were you so it was i think it was three days after my 18th birthday amazing this is a common theme with all the people that i've spoken to so far. yeah so i i had actually had an appointment on my 18th birthday I must have waited I mean I would say I started like knowing I wanted to be tattooed at like 16 I reckon 
and was literally counting down the days to my 18th birthday. What and made you like even think of getting tattooed? Like, did you know someone that had one or no. see them like just in general society? I think because obviously that, I mean, like not to reveal my age, but like we're going back a few years now. And so yeah. we didn't have social media. I think we may have had MySpace. I think I was aware of tattoos through MySpace. Yeah. Um, and like listening to punk rock bands and that sort of lifestyle and knowing that that's what I wanted to do. Like, yeah. Also, I think there's like a huge, like people kind of our age are very much like, we obviously grew up kind of listening to like pop punk and, and bands mm-hmm. like that all had tattoos. So that was a kind of yeah. huge thing. But also like, we're like the original era for like actual tattoo programs. Like Ink Master yeah. was huge, like LA Ink, yeah. London Ink, like yeah. all of those programs kind of hit when I was a teenager. Yep. So that was just like the shit we were like that absolute shit we were watching on TV. <laughs> well, I remember was it Kat Von D was in God, I don't Miami? know. Was it Miami? Yeah. Yeah, I think she was first in Miami Inc. and then she moved to LA. Um yeah, I remember watching that and being like, oh my god, I just wanna be like her. So fucking badass. Oh gosh, <laughs> if only I knew. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I think I, I like got introduced to it around my like mid teens. Um, I wanted to like it just it just like I'm as a creative I'm sure you're the same like I just wanted to I saw tattoos as like an extension of my personality and who I was um, and not to get all kind of like wooey about it but like an extension of an like a gallery of who I am yeah and uh, yeah so I had an appointment for my 18th birthday we turned up to some shitty studio in Kingston. Wow. And yeah, oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> Clearly you've done my research. Yeah. And uh they turned I turned up and they're like, no, no, sorry, I haven't got room for you actually. And oh, I nice. cried all the way home. Oh babe. And then um three days later I found a place in Croydon. <laughs> and big up Croydon massive. Big up Croydon. I swear I'm born. I can't slag off too much. Um, so, yeah. And then I got a tiny little star and I thought I was so fucking badass. Yeah, classic um, star tattoo. Yeah, I got a Long star. Long live the naughty. I know. I feel like there's a certain age where everyone has a star. I actually never had a star. And I think oh, well it's done. really amazing that I didn't. Because yeah. I tattooed a whole bunch of them. But, yeah, it kind of, like, skipped me. I mean, my first tattoo was a tribal turtle, so... Oh, okay. I think so I still take a star. <laughs> yeah, you're in good company. Do you still have your first tattoo? I do, yeah. It's still on my wrist. Did your um, your parents, like, let you get your first one? How do they feel about tattoos? I think because I had been banging on about it for so long, I think I had sort of really laid the laid the path to them knowing I was going to be someone that had tattoos Um, and I think through the first couple that I got I then went to university and sort of on a student budget would get myself one every year when when the loans came out Um, (laughs) I managed to hide my foot tattoo for about 18 months from my dad that's pretty good uh, yeah I was impressed Um, and then it was once I got out of university and sort of started making an income that I prioritised investing in good tattoos rather than just going to the local studio. Yeah. 
Um, and that's really when the big bigger pieces started, I think. Yeah, I think that's also like that's kind of just what happened in the industry, like as a whole. Like people really started getting into tattoos, like they mm. realized that you, you can have custom stuff, and like of, like the industry changed so much. Like when we started getting tattooed, it like if I look at it from when I was 18 and got my first one to now I just think it's mad that like it wouldn't even occur to people now that you could ever have just walked into a shop something off a wall and that's what you left with (laughs) I mean yeah the culture of tattooing has definitely changed um for the better yes definitely so yeah that's 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 sort of I know I bet do you still have your first tattoo I do. I still have you my have first like, tattoo. Emotional attachment to it. Um, I'm personally, I'm a firm believer of not covering tattoos just yeah. for, for me, um, because I wanted it at some point, and I have to acknowledge that I wanted it. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah, absolutely. I feel like and... a lot of people. Like I tell people now, like if they if they come in and they've like had like a really shit tattoo done and they obviously haven't done their research and all of yeah. that stuff, and they come in like a week later and I'm like, no, actually you deserve to live with this. Like, <laughs> you need to, <laughs> you yeah. need to think about the fact that this occurred because you didn't do the right thing. <laughs> yeah, I think yeah. there's there's I mean there's retouching. I think like when you like if it's not aged very well yeah. or you've you've got an infection or something like that. I think there's definitely like I'm not saying that covering tattoos is like forbidden, but yeah. for me personally, I would never get all of my like little shitty ones ta- like tattooed over because they all mean things in their different ways and almost like yeah. remind I like I can horrible. remember the excitement of getting it. <laughs> Yeah, see, because I don't have, like, I've got so many tattoos on my legs that I did when I was an apprentice. Right. But I'm like, man, like, I just, that's space that I really could have done something amazing with. Sure. And now I've, now I've run out of space. Mm. I'm kind of like, right, let's just, like, bin off the shit ones because I know I can get better ones now. So, like, yeah, I think which... when you run out of space, I do think it becomes, like, a bit of a different scenario where you're like. Yeah. You know, 50% of my tattoos are rubbish because I got tattooed so quickly, so young. And now I'm at a point where I'm fortunate enough to know lots of tattooists and make a decent income. So I feel like I should be making the most of the real estate that I have. Yeah, no, I, I like I'm I feel like I've been so um I think very long term with my tattooing now. And I yeah. think do, do I want it there? Is there anything else I'm probably gonna want there when I'm older? Like I'm under the impression still that I'm gonna be I would say 60 to 70% tattooed probably in the next like few years I think as yeah as life sorts itself out I can see myself prioritizing something like that um but yeah I've still got loads of room like I'm not even remotely I would say I'm like 25% tattooed right now yeah I wonder if that there's like a link between like obviously your you're a creative mm-hmm. so I wonder if there's like a link between the fact that because you're so like creatively led you actually you're a lot more invested in the tattoos that go on you whereas yeah. a lot of people don't have like any kind of artistic ability mm. so they just want to get tattooed as quickly as they can because they love tattoos not because 
they're yes. like kind of like more emotionally attached to it. I can I, I completely agree with that because I feel like I do see I see my tattoos as as a gallery, and so. Yeah there's points where I'm like no I I mean like some of the shit that I almost got tattooed I am really pleased that I do have this <laughs> like block in front of me that's like no but do you really need that <laughs> yeah do you need um, that on you for the rest of forever yeah <laughs> so I feel like I, I have sort of I've got this really nice balance of like you know I have Ghostbusters tattoos and I've got um weird you know I've got weird stuff but um they they mean something to me and that that's really important for me as a collector yeah I yeah so I I would say that you're more of a like a tattoo collector as opposed to someone that kind of has what a lot of people call like their tattooist that just does everything yep and so like what how do you think that kind of happened as opposed to you kind of just ending up in like a pigeonhole where you get tattooed by the same person all the time is it just that you like different styles do you like the kind of notion of like going to meet someone new building a new relationship with someone like where does that stem from do you think so I made a decision um really early on probably around when I was about 20 I made the decision that I really wanted to support female photographer uh, female tattooists yeah um made that decision after a couple of like really sketchy experiences when I was at uni yeah. And just feeling like, how do I put it? Feeling like I was just a, a like time slot to them. Yeah. Um, whereas I want to know that the artists that I'm investing in to, to, to trust, to do something good for me that will last my lifetime, I want to know that I'm going to have a nice relationship with them. But I'm also supporting females in a really male-dominated industry. That That's something yeah, that definitely. I... Um, I try and do across most things if I'm honest um yeah so yeah that was a decision I made quite early on and then I've got sort of two or three artists that I go to for different things um and then I've got a couple of um like guest space pieces from artists that have come to um London and I've managed to like book a space with them so I have collected things from other people as well but but majority of people have been female that's really good thank you we appreciate you yeah you're welcome (laughs) (laughs) yeah I do think like obviously now like you're like you're spoiled for choice when it comes to like getting tattooed by girls but it wasn't that was not always the case it's amazing that at that age it occurred to you that like that was so important because I feel like for a lot of people that's only really happened it tends to be like once someone has kind of only ever been tattooed by men and then got tattooed by a woman right and then they notice sometimes subtle differences sometimes less subtle differences yeah <laughs> but I do think that it tends to be that way instead of someone just kind of consciously going okay, I want to support females in this industry, so that's what I'm going to do. It doesn't tend to come from that point. It normally comes from... Yeah, a bad experience. I only, I only want to get tattooed by girls because yes. I'm a girl. Yes, oh, no, no. Totally fine, but it's very different. Yeah, yeah. No, I... So the, the kind of few that I'd had at uni were just, like, walking into the local tattooist and being like, what time can you fit me in? And yeah. um, the, it's being it's feeling very heavy-handed... 
Um, yeah. So there is, I suppose, a delicacy to it. Um, but no, I, I made a decision. I, I mean, like, I think even before I realised I was a feminist, I probably made yeah. a lot of these decisions. Um, so I try and... Um, it's it's I'm trying to support females in male dominated industries. And and that's coming from someone that, that when I first started in photography, I used to be a music photographer and I was the youngest and a female in in the yeah. press pit and I was being shoved around by these middle aged men. And and so I <laughs> was a, awful. Oh it was, it really was. And and I you know, I was a female in a male dominated industry. So, um, yeah, it, it, I wanted to do that quite early on. So I've been quite fortunate that um, nearly all my tattoos now are by females. Yeah. What, like, what do you think the kind of split is with, like, uh, like wedding photography? Do you think it's more female-based, more me- Like, I, it's maybe 50-50? I, I would say that's a really good question. I think I, I'm probably quite biased because I have surrounded myself with a certain type of wedding photography and a certain type of wedding and I do feel like there's um there's a lot more female photographers absolutely nailing it right now yeah um and just owning because I mean as you're aware being being a photographer or being a tattooist is only like part of our job now we've got to be our marketing agent we've got to be our accountant our social media manager oh, yeah, you've got to do it all. so I feel like um there's a lot of of women nailing that side of their business um and what I did find when I first started in weddings that a lot of the men got quite grumpy um I don't know if that was the same in tattooing world oh yeah right I, I got told that I wasn't welcome in a shop once just because I was a female so yeah I mean one one tattooist that I've had some work off I started getting tattooed by her before she even had like a space or or anything she's she I think before like even her apprentice I'm not quite sure um she she I I mean one of the first big tattoos I got by her was in her living room (laughs) so um she's done really well for herself but I remember her going through the process of trying to find a shop that would like take her on and train her and she was rejected for probably about six months before someone like let her yeah and then I think that was kind of my situation I was lucky enough that I had a friend who was a tattooist that kind of took me under his wing and then it kind of seemed to change around the time that like Kat Von D was a big deal and right. stuff then it kind of changed that people wanted a female in the shop because it was almost like eye candy right. they wanted a female apprentice because they liked the idea of like having like a female apprentice that they could like boss around and tell what to do and that would do all the cleaning and, and then there was that shift and now there seems to be a shift where actually people are realising like the, the benefit of having like female energy in a shop yeah. like it changes the whole dynamic of the shop do you think that's in line with just how how like equality and feminism has grown over the last like 50 yeah years? i do think i think it's definitely um moving with it i think that it's um maybe like two or three years behind yeah <laughs> but it's definitely it does change kind of as the world changes towards its views on women and stuff like that yeah. so it's all positive, but it was a real shit show when I started tattooing. Yeah. So I'm glad that that's not the case anymore and that now girls actually have a fighting chance if they want to get into the industry. So Yeah, yeah. 
it's a good thing and that wouldn't have happened without people like you consciously kind of making choices to support those women in the first place well I'm going so. to take full responsibility for uh helping absolutely <laughs> we'd be nothing we'd be absolutely nothing without you <laughs> that's fine I'll take that thank you you're welcome yeah you can take that take that take that in your pocket save it for when stuff's really bad yeah. be like remember that time that Dolly said that she'd just be nothing without me? <laughs> amazing what a badge what a badge of honor um do you think that you you're kind of like emotionally impacted by like the physical act of getting tattooed like do you find that it kind of like wipes you out yeah you tend to get ill like what does your body do to like fight the tattoo process because I think it's interesting that everyone's so different I have to sleep for like two days after yeah I just can't (laughs) regardless of like the size of tattoo like anything like that are you just in the bin after yeah yeah um I I'm always really ill prepared in that I've never got the right creams or bepanthum or anything like that yeah. so I'm usually spending the first day being just running around boots with cling film so- <laughs> soggy cling cling film um Very beautiful. and then yeah usually I need to like have a big sleep when I get home um yeah I think I think for the first day I'm just very I'm wiped out and then and then my body sort of is okay. I think it um it does heal quickly. I yeah. think that's more down to knowing what my body needs and knowing the routine that it needs rather than Yeah, and I think like the more you get tattooed, the more you kind of like figure out like what aftercare works for you and stuff like that. Like it, you know, you've got different aftercare yeah. regimes than like what I would normally recommend, but I know that it works Absolutely. for you. So I'm just like Gonna fuck I've it. got to tell you a story though. Do you remember when you did the the um, love heart, Bill Murray love heart on my side? Yeah, that was yeah. How much was you torture? Done After that, I went drinking with my friend. Yeah, did you get way? No, no, just a couple, <laughs> just a couple. But it would not stop bleeding. Yeah, <laughs> and because it was I red, mean, it's one of those. <laughs> yeah, it's one of those spots because it's on your wrist. Yeah. Like it, um, obviously, it kind of moves a lot yeah. and an ideal world i'd make you hang around for like half an hour let it settle down do like a new bandage and all that stuff yeah. but when you're like when you're just visiting town for yeah, a couple of hours of the day yeah like you can't make people be like actually can you spend half of your time just waiting around when i know you've got other stuff you need to be doing <laughs> see and also when i come down to brighton i'm, I'm always cramming i stupidly say yeah. right well i can meet you at two and then i can meet you at six um yeah so yeah it was a disaster I think I had a white top on and I'll never forget lifting my top to show my friend and her just being like oh my god (laughs) so it was like Uh, red ink coming out and blood (laughs) it was a mess (laughs) I do I will say that now I have in my booking confirmation I literally write please don't wear a white Mm -hmm. top I'm like, don't wear anything that you like. Yeah. Come in your pajamas. Don't wear white. Like, just don't make life harder than it needs to be. Just wear a baggy black t-shirt, I please. <laughs> I know you'd think I'd have learned that by now. That's one thing I haven't learned. No, I think I think the more people get tattooed, like the less they like give a shit yeah. about it. They kind of go like, well. I've been tattooed low, so like I won't eat a proper meal because I'm sure I'll be fine. And oh, like you know, I won't do this because I'm sure I'll be okay. Yeah. And, and and it's like the more people get the more 
people are relaxed about it like I am like any tattooist you'll ever meet will tell you that like they never look after their tattoos like they're never prepared for getting tattooed like they never eat anything like they walk into a shop they know they're getting tattooed after work but they've still bought skinny jeans with them like we're literally the worst people to tattoo (laughs) I mean I I've got to say I am shocking at looking after my tattoos I don't moisturize them I don't the most I'll do is I just put um s SPF 50 on them on holiday but yeah the thing is like obviously our our bodies to a certain extent will kind of heal trauma yeah they will do that because that's what they're designed to do but it's when you start getting like when you've done like a day sitting yeah oh god and and then you're just going to expect your body to like pick itself up and brush itself off and that's not how bodies work like if you physically hurt yourself for six hours your body is going to shut down unless you actually try and do something about it. I really have listened to my body over the years and the most I can ever do, I think, is four hours. Yeah, that's pretty pretty standard, I reckon. Because I can't... I I reckon three, four is, like, when people... People get to three and they're like, oh, I've had enough. But really, they mean they could do another hour. There's there's been on one occasion... I mean, like... (laughs) I feel like every single time I go for, like, a big piece... I do three and a half hours and I'm saying in my head, it's okay that this isn't finished. Like, it's fine. I'll just style it out. This is fine. It's the design because I'm never coming back. And I think it's a little <laughs> bit like childbirth in that you do it, you then, it heals, it's beautiful, you get compliments. Yeah. And then you're like, yeah, let me go back. <laughs> yeah. It's funny that so many people, like, um, compare it to, like, having a baby. mm and I'm like, the difference is that when you're getting tattooed, you can leave. Yeah. Like, you have, like, the free will and the notion to be like, actually, no, not today. But, but do you but think... If you're trying to squeeze a human out of you... No. You can't be like, actually... You can't no, just, thank you. like, bin it off and come back <laughs> in a week later. Oh, I think that's, yeah, that's a big worry of mine. You say that, though, but I feel like if I was sat being tattooed... And then I was like, actually, nah, I'm good. I'm going to leave. I feel like my pride would just be on the floor. Oh, yeah, that's what gets a lot of people. But then the the more people push themselves when their body is telling them to stop, and this is what I've noticed when I started doing, like, bigger pieces, is that people are so preoccupied with, A, their pride, and B, their budget. Yes. Because it tends to work out cheaper if you do it all in one go. Yeah that they push themselves so hard that then they fuck their bodies up so they get really poorly they like um they don't heal properly and then you just end up having to come back to have it redone and it's like you're actually better off just binning it off coming back and having it finished well, and that's what we had to do destroying yourself that's what we had to do with my ghostbusters one like yeah oh by the end of that i was literally ready to kick you in the face well I don't blame you I, f- I always forget how big it is it's quite and big like, oh, actually, and I think it was it quite, quite big it, it was quite detailed as well so I think yeah, that's where the second big. sitting just helped loads yeah and I think well, you called thought. that I, I didn't call that yeah I do I I often will call a session because I can read my clients yeah. better than their pride can yeah that, and that was definitely that situation. And I'm just like, it's just not worth it. And a lot of tattooists like won't do that because a they're worried that they won't come back, or b they just want to get it 
finished because it's really annoying having like unfinished work walk out the shop but at the same time if it means that you're not going to have like a rubbish healing experience which will then mean that you might just come back for something else yeah then it's kind of like worth doing it the long way around sometimes yeah no definitely I think yes um do you think that you'd um like you'd have ended up differently if you didn't start getting tattoos when you did oh that's a really good question I know it's my favorite question to ask people because I often think about the type of person I would be if I hadn't started getting tattooed and I don't like the answer (laughs) I think being tattooed has given me a lot of confidence um and I think it's enabled me to have I I almost like a, a bit of a visual diary and I like when people you know like a lot of mine you wouldn't know that I've got them unless it's summer and I you know like I've got a t-shirt on or whatever so I feel like um it gives me confidence when people like see it after a while or like people that I've just met or I'm working with and they spot one or when they ask about them I think that gives me a bit of like a nice self-esteem buzz so I wonder what I would have turned to if I didn't have them that's such a good question never even thought about it I know stumped you haven't I yeah a little bit (laughs) I think I would I think I would be a lot shyer I think I would have I'd have had to have found a different outlet to like express myself yeah um I don't know what that's now I'm like I want to know what you'd be doing I wonder if you're if your business would be different if you hadn't because obviously your entire business is based on kind of alternative couples having alternative weddings so like I personally wouldn't want someone photographing my wedding that pictures themselves as like a alternative wedding photographer and then them turning up and being like the world's most beige human. Yeah, like, like that would not instill <laughs> confidence in me. Yeah, I wonder. God, this is such a good question. So I'm like, what, like, what would you be doing, like, photography wise? What would you be like? I find it so fascinating. Uh, do you know what? About, like, if you were like, if there was a non-tattooed version of you in a parallel life, what are they doing? I, I can't comprehend it because I feel like, you know, I wanted to be a photographer. I started being a music photographer at 16. And so yeah. that was already sort of ingrained. Being a creative and, and I grew up in a household where my dad was self-employed. So it was always possible from a really early age that I was going to be self-employed. I think yeah. I, I do think being self-employed has made me um ex um accelerate in the the tattoos that I get I remember for a long time yes I remember my mum just always saying to me you can have tattoos once you are stable like once you're in a job that you you're gonna have for a while yeah even even now like my mum's like but what if you need to get a real job what's a what is a real job (laughs) what this is what I say that's like she worries so much that at some point I like something will happen to me that means I won't be able to tattoo and then like no one will hire me because I'm covered in tattoos. I would like to think that whatever we if that ever happens we'll be so goddamn good at what we're doing that they have to yeah um well that's a nice story. yeah that's I'll wet her that <laughs> yeah one. tell her tell her from me um, <laughs> like, look I'm great I'm not gonna struggle getting a job all right because <laughs> I'm gonna be wicked um I yeah. feel like um I can't comprehend it because I think whatever happened, I was always probably going to end up being tattooed. Like if I stayed in the music industry, 
I'd have definitely ended up spending a lot of my earnings on tattoos. But I think there'd have been very yeah. different tattoos. That's one thing I will say. I think whatever path, other path I'd have gone down, I would therefore have different tattoos. Yeah, I wonder if like, because obviously your business is your business. Yeah. So it's such an expression of you as a person. Yeah. And your tattoos are such an expression of you as a person. Like there's a lot of kind of nostalgia yeah. and stuff that you're really passionate about and Bill Murray yeah. and like it, it it's it's like everything that's about you is is on yeah. you. And I wonder if you ended up in like a different industry that tends to be like a you need to fit into this kind of image, mm. your image would have kind of changed with that I think so because I think you know like I remember when I was about 2021 being adamant I wanted some like song lyrics and I'm so glad I never did because (laughs) I could have ended up with like lost profits around my neck or something like there's a lot of people out there that that have got lost profits on them I've got a John Mayer lyric on my leg (laughs) yes it like I don't know it's so difficult isn't it so I feel like I'd have had a lot more um like probably music based tattoos um but but like even working as a photographer now I've been a photographer for many years the the closest thing I've got that recognizes that I'm a photographer is a polaroid on my arm um because I I also think really carefully about like tackiness and like I've got a polaroid that's got like the silhouette of London in it and to me that represents me being like a photographer from London um but no I don't Without having, I'm yeah, a photographer like, from London like, tattooed on your forehead. Nikon cameras tattooed on their arm. I'm like, what have you done? <laughs> yeah, I guess like for a lot of people, that's like that's what they think epitomizes them. Sure. Whereas your like your reaction to kind of the type of person you are is is a lot more creative yes. than that. Whereas some people don't have that kind of thought. Process. I like tattoos that make people that see them for the first time have to almost work it out like yeah. I, I've got um a little little nods to my niece and nephew like just by my armpit um and one is a piece of red ribbon that's in the shape of an s um so my niece is called Scarlet so it's red ribbon we used to call her Scarlet Ribbon yeah. when she was a baby and then I've got a Toy Story um sheriff badge with um W Amazing. in the middle of it because my nephew's called Woody. So I like having like cryptic tattoos almost. Yeah, like hidden hidden definitely. stuff. Yeah. I think I'm the same. And I think that definitely comes like from like a yes. creative source. Like a lot of the time people will come to me and ask for stuff and I'm like, we we can do that in a way that's like less yes. obvious. So instead of tattling your kids' names on you, like what are they into? Like what's their birthday? What's their birth flat? Like there's there's ways of doing it that mean that for you it's a yep. personal thing, but you're not shouting it your story exactly. at everyone that yep. sees it. Exactly. Um mostly because A, people ask fucking stupid questions, like if you're in a bar. God. <laughs> Whereas when it's like more hidden, people tend to like not want to get into it too much whereas if I had like I'm a tattooist written on my <laughs> arm they'd be like oh you're a tattooist let's talk about that so it 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 stops that from happening yeah. so much but yeah and it just me like it makes it more fun it means that it is literally just for you and whoever you want to know yeah. about it I think also for me when people take the time to look at my tattoos and work it out I 
I appreciate yeah. the time that they've taken to do that rather than like what's up whereas instead if yeah. I've been like in a pub garden and I've got my ghost trap on my leg there's occasionally people that are like I've just spotted you've got a ghost trap on your leg is that from Ghostbusters and I'm like yes and you're a legend yes well done <laughs> let's yeah. be friends <laughs> yeah also it means that people that approach you about your tattoos probably already have like yes, a similar exactly. interest because if they can recognize the tattoo then it means you're probably going to have something to talk about so that's that's a nice way of making friends if nothing else <laughs> and that's what I have found like people also my um like mean girls quote people often see yeah and they get it it's I feel like the ta- I like tattoos that either people just have no idea what they are or they get it and they want to talk about it that's that's what I really like yeah that's a solid line between between two things that's a good place to be saying yeah um amazing I can't think of anything else that I need to ask okay, you apart from um my last thing to ask um, anyone that I'm going to be talking to yeah. is if you have any words of wisdom to anyone that might be struggling with learning to love themselves Ooh. I think it's a nice positive thing to end on oh gosh <laughs> I feel the biggest piece of advice that I'm like really really trying to um, harness and like learn myself is to not is to like think about what I'm saying to myself sometimes because like I'd never say this shit to a friend yeah um and equally if like someone else said said the same stuff I'd be truly offended and yet I allow myself to say it to myself sometimes um so that's like been the biggest thing that I'm trying to learn myself um so yeah just being kinder like looking in the mirror and being kinder and just trying to find I'm a big big silver lining believer and and when shitty situations happen you just have to find silver linings so yeah concentrate on stuff that you do like and also like for me I can't sit here and like preach all of that I don't like some parts of my body and I resolved it by getting them completely covered in beautiful tattoos and so well that's the answer yeah basically so I now like <laughs> love my thighs happiness. and I love my arms yeah so uh yeah that's that's what I've done I've like taken the things I really don't like and I've covered them in pretty things yeah I think a lot of people do that and I, I mean for me that's definitely why I started getting tattooed like yeah. I had such cripplingly low self-esteem yeah. when I was like my late teens early 20s and and for me it was like I was covering up and and now I think about it and I'm like it's so funny that I ever felt that way about my body because now it now I'm older I'm like it's so amazing that my body like lets me live every day and it yeah. like keeps me alive every day and so it, like I've kind of grown up into like a person that's like maybe that bit of me isn't perfect but at least I didn't die so that's positive yeah well again <laughs> silver linings wherever they may be yeah so but I do think the reason that a lot of people start getting tattooed is to boost their self-esteem and and make particular parts of them that they don't like pretty yeah. so they feel good about them yeah I, I would agree with that is such an amazing thing and it's such an honor as a tattoo artist to be able to kind of help people with yeah. that like I think a lot of the time people are like oh your job's amazing you just get to draw pictures every day and I'm like actually a lot of the time I'm helping people through really shitty situations sometimes without even realizing it it's you know what I think that's where I I guess our jobs sort of correlate because like there's nothing Kylie you know people think that my job's just photographing stuff but actually like photographing people that maybe doesn't that don't see themselves the way I see them and showing them pictures on the back of my camera and them 
reacting and like in in a positive way make like makes me feel so good that I like I'm a good photographer so I can imagine that that must be what you feel yeah and I think a lot of that comes down to like a just being open to like create relationships with clients like a lot of clients and 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 I was like this when I first started tattooing I was so focused on like um like it just being business yeah and like not giving any of myself to anyone yeah and then I kind of went the opposite way and I ended up really screwing myself up because I was giving everything to everyone yeah. and then I was like so fucking dead when I got home because emotionally it's really draining yeah. but now I'm like actually there has to be somewhere between the two where you can give a safe space to someone who everyone deserves a safe space to be in. if you can provide that for someone and have them in your chair within arguably one of the most vulnerable situations yeah. that you can possibly be yeah. like you're willingly putting yourself in pain at the hands of someone else yeah. like it's such a weird like thing that our bodies are so naturally against doing yeah. if I can make someone feel safe in that scenario I can fucking do anything yeah like yes yeah, <laughs> actually there's a lot of trust being put in you yeah and I think that's the thing I feel like people are finally clocking on but that is essentially the point of this podcast is to realize that you are not expected to put yourself in a situation with someone when you don't trust them like yeah. we are so lucky that people put their trust in us yeah. and you you should only do that if you feel 100% comfortable yeah. and if you don't fucking get yeah. out yeah so true just you know my uh, cat's just licking my elbow that's all right I've just managed to like pick Wednesday up she's licked the inside of my lip and then I've just put her down so oh, beautiful <laughs> yeah, skillful bonding <laughs> all the animals are here okay well I'll let you get back to thank Wednesday. you it was lovely you to too you. thanks for having um, me we'll speak yes, soon definitely see you bye later bye. that's it for today guys thanks for listening and I hope you enjoyed it if you'd like to get involved please drop me an email at heydolly.outsidein at gmail.com